Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 22, 22nd episode of the HSBG podcast. I'm your host, Educated Collins, and joining me is my constant co-host, Shady Money. Shady Money, how are you doing? Fantastic, Collins. I'm looking forward to it. How are you, my man? Hi. For a different reason than the podcast, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we'll probably get, get uh, start talking about it a little bit later, but it's been generally a good week. A lot of fun games going on. Hasn't been anything, any announcements or any meta shifts that's went on this week, I think, right? The, the announcements is like, oh, there's a new expansion. But if you play Battlegrounds, you don't care. You the know. announcement is your perks are gone. Deal with it. Oh yeah, that is that was annoying because <laughs> yes. some of the our players had to play without perks for the whole the whole ground the whole tournament, and I was just like, "Well, I mean, I see you have a bad hero." <laughs> like, sorry about that. You know, there's nothing we really can do about that. So, yeah, that let's, was that was covered out, right? Like, what was that all about for anyone who was not playing because it was a relatively short window if you don't play every day um like i don't know like 12 hours long or something yeah. where perks were gone but you couldn't buy them with gold yet yeah so the only way to get perks was to do the pre-order because that's the only one that had perks that you could buy at the moment now this was the exact same thing last time i heard so <laughs> my first instinct was yeah that's just Blizzard being Blizzard, it's not really intentional, question mark, but you can't pull that shit two expansions in a row and just be like, we're working on resolving it because that's their Twitter feed, right? When you ping, you, when you ping them, like, what, what's going on? I can't buy perks. Yeah, we're working on it. It's like, come on. It's like, what, three, four months ago, exactly the same shit. And now it's just like, yeah, that's not just the way to try to get more pre-orders out of people. I, I don't know. Uh, you've got your you got your tinfoil hat. They want. Uh, I mean, if if it's one time, it's tinfoil hat. If it's two times in a row, it's be like, yeah, okay, whatever. This is planned, you know. We want our, we want our money. <laughs> it's possible too, right? And, uh, another thing is like it did take a while to resolve, right? Once they knew it was, they were aware of it, right? If they've done it before. But another thing you could just be is like, oh, just gross negligence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which one is worse. That's the problem. <laughs> I am very much open to. You know what? This problem happened last time, but oh, I really, really don't want to spend resources into fixing it. It's only once every expansion. Let's just let it. Let's just let it. Let it sit there for another few expansions. Yeah, you know, like oh, this like they had it last. Uh, last is where it's like oh, this problem came up. Oh, can we fix it or do we just want to do our quick solve? Oh, let's just quick solve and then they forget about it, right? And the next expansion, like oh, same problem. Oh, we don't have a pre-fix. We have to now spend another ten hours <laughs> fixing it again, calling up the guy <laughs> or girl. I mean, like, oh, it happened again. Can you come back into the office? And they're like, oh my. God. God, you know like that that could honestly be the case which is probably worse i would rather them just be green <laughs> just have things break every every expansion uh, uh accidentally but hey um if you weren't playing at that time it wasn't a problem and it did get solved like same day right so I, the... I think there was the same time window there was last time yeah. where there's just this like weird zone where perks are out but you can't buy them yeah, so just a weird little thing, a little bug 
is what I'll call it. But it was solved, so perks are on the menu again. So if you like perks, you like playing, having four options, and playing against people that also have four options. Honestly, it reminded me of the, um, like back in the day, right? You used to only have three options and you're like oh which ones do i want right and then they moved it to four and you're like oh my god i always get a good hero and then they added too many heroes and now you're like well it's back like i we just had well, three. that's not hooked us janice or going yeah. so, so it, it, it kind of brings me back to that uh those feelings of you're like wow i'm really RNGing this whole match based on the hero here <laughs> oh man but yeah we got through it so that that is something Good, good thing to bring up here. But we always start, I feel like we've already talked about it, right, with the weekly overview. Uh, I, there was another um, another bartender. I saw one of our, uh, one of the players. Yeah. yeah, they had the bartender. I don't know the voice lines, but maybe I'll mix it up, right? I have, I have Tiki as the, uh, the, the mascot here, but maybe I'll switch yeah. it up, add the other bartender i know rag wouldn't like that but you know he's he's the bartender so i just you know he doesn't have to work every day right <laughs> every week <laughs> it looks like he's taking it quite chill that's true that, that is a good point so maybe he doesn't mind it but i want to see the other one it's, it's not his uh his call but uh generally in terms of um just battlegrounds I, i've seen a lot of fun games right uh nothing crazy I was, um, that Yashraj buff, I'm seeing a lot of Yashraj do well. Just, uh, just quick aside, I've seen it, I was like, oh, Yashraj's doing okay now. You know, the buff actually felt relevant, right? I mean, the, it ends up being like it heals you for like six to eight plus health. That's kind of a lot. And also makes, um, using it, the hero power in the late game, not as like, I'm always losing, so seen a lot of good Yashras games, people hyper-leveling to six. I think hyper-leveling six is even more common than it was before, which is like, uh, you know, like I, I always think, oh, is that really the way to play? Just RNG your, your sixes. But there's a lot of heroes that you can do that. You could just go to six and then, okay, is Elementals in? Do I get double Little Rag? Is Caligos in? Can I get a Dragon Surgery early? Is Beast in? Do I want to go Goldwyn Macaw? You know, a lot of people just going to six. Pirate scam as well, always. So, see a lot of it. Don't know if uh, it's what they want to do, but they are planning on changing a lot of the cards and probably making it more relevant to stay low, maybe stay on. I want to see a comp where you can just stay on three the whole game and be like yeah i'm fine like right now it'd be juggler is like maybe you could do it right because because um juggler is the key comp so maybe you could stay on three with jugglers uh but other than that it's i guess serana right and weaver sorrowless okay those are two yeah but that's like one hero you don't you're not oh no you have Arana, but then there's multiple heroes that can play weaver sorrowless right silas hooktusk right they can they can very easily yeah, but I, don't, I don't see that. It's not common. It's not the traditional I, strategy. I feel like it's a thing where tons of people don't know that it's possible, but when sure. Urlocks are out and you start with like two Weavers and then on turn on tier two you open a Sarlisk, you're like, oh, I can do so, that. So what you're, what you're saying is it's niche. And that's yeah, my, my point is I don't want to. <laughs> it can happen, Carlos. 
what you're saying is you have a, a book list of secret strats, and that is one of them. And no one else has this book, so no one else is doing it. And you're just like, yeah, you can stay on three. And I've watched ton, tons of games, played tons of games, and I don't see anyone staying on three. <laughs> For two, what can I say? Yeah. Uh, we gotta try it. It's it's a thing when no Murlocs are in though. It's 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 just the stat thing. You just get a bunch of stats and then you try to triple later on and maybe like get a champion or something or gold giver to add yeah. more to the stat. Well, pile. a comp that requires this to be in, like you know, Elementals Beast to be in and Murlocs to be out, is a comp that oh, doesn't demons, get played. Demons, yeah, yeah, it's it's very it is niche, like you yeah, say, it is very niche. Yeah. All right. I, but regardless, I just... I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'm too much of a fan of that because that's hard to balance when you, um, you know, obviously they can be viable, but they just need to have their power level adjusted where oh, okay. they can't contest the tier sixes pretty much, right? Because no. why are you leveling them? I'm, I'm kind of like thinking as like maybe mech level, right? Because bef like before all this, like initially mechs were like, okay, you could play mechs. And you could like top forward mechs, but you weren't like thinking, oh, I'm going to win with mechs, but mm -hmm. they were still winnable if you have like the perfect situation and you like start uh, getting the comp from like early on, right? Double juggler, both have menace, da, da, da. everything's perfect. You have the resets. Can actually win. And I've seen some, some mech comps win recently too, but it's not like something you're like going to force or encourage, right? It's like you try to get a five or a six, you don't, then you're like, fall back to mechs or you get a mech early and you're like okay i've got two deflectors early i'll commit you know i want to see something like that that's that's what i'm trying to say and then indeed where especially now with 25 percent i you know like we could talk about this as well it feels like the even though not that much has changed from we'll call it the previous meta right to this meta um i feel like a few weeks ago there was this fundamental shift with how people started playing and it feels much more like a go crazy kind of meta where it feels like we're back in prizes, even though it's only 25% of the game. So, prize games. so this always, this always happens when they introduce like strong heroes because the, because it comes in every game, right? Like when they add a hero that's sure. popular, it's, it's that's in every true. game because eight heroes, four options, 32, right? Even if there's like, you know, 40, 50 heroes, you're, there's a high chance you're, someone's picking a Gelwing, and right, if Gelwing's like the most popular hero or whatever, right, and that play style is to hyper level, you're gonna have a hyper leveler player every game. And if you're like, oh, I always lose to the person going Gelwing, always tier six early, and then there's a Omu, or there's a Hooktaz, there's a Jan, there's also doing the same thing, and you're like trying not to. Not you know you're trying to be the odd one out the the level four player or the or the arm comp top and you get blown out by huge elementals you get blown out by you know just regular pirate scam or dragons or whatever you're like well I need to do that when I'm when I'm playing it as well as you get the going yourself you like then you do it you're like oh this was fun <laughs> you know I destroyed my opponent oh, that, that was, was really awesome. fun yeah. let's yeah. do that again so anytime they introduce all the like a number of strong heroes that rely on RNG power level or super, super strong board states to win. It just encourages everyone else to follow that trend. So even though it, there's, you're not getting prizes every game, you're getting people that are leveling like prizes every game. And then 
other people are trying to copy that playstyle, even if they're not playing that those OP heroes in order to like match up. So I always I always notice that when they add a strong hero, then everyone starts playing crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's because there's there's a jamness in every game. When Eudora was like that, I was like, oh, Eudora is in every game. Everyone's playing crazy. Hooked us. Yeah, you, you got a high roll just to have a shot. Yeah, so I I just I just knew this would happen. And it, I mean, it's, it's an adaptation where you know you have to follow suit, or you're just not gonna get anything done. Because this when with this change of meta, you know, I was a huge proponent of tier four gaming because it served me incredibly well in the previous meta. Even though you know I call it the previous meta, but no cards were really changed. It's just like prizes were offered and Gale Wing got printed and I guess maybe a couple. Oh, it was like Gallywix is now a thing, right? It's a bit more of a high roll. It was mm -hmm. there was a fairly large patch and you know, mm -hmm, like yeah. introducing some new heroes. Um, but even even then, like when you look at that, that's not fundamentally like, oh, tier four is garbage now. You wouldn't say that based on what they released, but because the meta changed into this, oh, I got a high roll or die, tier four just doesn't do well in that environment because you're you're just you you can do everything right and still come in fifth or sixth, and that is just. But you don't have a shot at first. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, it is just not worth. You need to have a shot at first, and and that's how I've been playing as well. And you know, I, I feel like I've been in this like training like boot camp for the last two weeks. Where I'm like, all right, level to six, level to six, level to six, and now I'm just like, okay, comfortable. Let's do it. Now I'm just winning a ton of games and even in like lesser heroes noticing those opportunities be like okay we can level here we can do this we can do that yeah, sounds really good so i don't i don't know uh how to solve that right without like nerfing either the six drops or the heroes right and i think both are hard to do correctly yeah it's, yeah. it's like you mentioned they are going to do a huge rework yeah, anyway you just have so. to hope that that yeah fixes it right like you got to just let them do their thing and then they're going to throw some chaos at us and they're like okay what have they done now and then you know the thing you know the meta settles in a bit and we figure out okay what kind of a meta is it going to be yeah it's it i'm definitely interested to see how the game fundamentally changes with the with the uh should i call it a rotation but a rotation <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we can call it the biggest patch battlegrounds has ever seen, right? Without without theoretically, seeing we have we have yeah, hypothetically, we haven't seen it yet, but I, I think they mentioned between twenty and thirty cards being reworked. So they they said it it might be like thirty five plus, thirty five. Uh, yeah, plus. yeah, yeah. That's a different game at that point, right? Yeah. You're just you're playing a different game, like thirty five cards out of how many we're even playing with, and I don't know, is that going to be like? we've removed all tokens we added more tokens like you know there's so many like that's just one tiny little aspect of the things that, that can happen be, right? that would be the biggest change itself like, yeah it's like suddenly oh yeah. you can't do brand tokens anymore for instance like oh, brand is garbage hey. <laughs> or we added more tokens hey. brand is amazing <laughs> uh, even without tokens brand can still pop off okay the brand hero is yeah, I don't know. Like I've I've been crushing with him, but it's exclusively tier one gaming. Get yes, the yeah, and I don't need that. <laughs> so Collins just get some good old fashioned high roll. Good, right? good open good just, cards just, just get mugs or, or or whatever, and just use your divine shield minions to win. Yeah. Just go. I mean, my favorite comp is if you taunt everything, play some 
strong yeah. shells, you can strong do that. You know, just strong shell gaming, baby. But yeah, it's uh, it it will be interesting when they finally do uh get that done. I don't know what it's gonna be, and I'm sure it's not gonna be perfect. You know, I just because you're trading too many things, too many factors, right? too many cards, but. It will be fun, regardless of yeah. How it Tons is. of things to test, and we will we will tank our MMR, so you don't have to, guys. Uh, test things out. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna win. Okay. Oh, Cobb is gonna be well. To be fair, on average, right? People that play like we get ahead of the curve very fast, just because we play a lot. So it, it is in our favor, even. And I actually don't know. No, I think. At least for me, I do a lot better in an established meta, but you might thrive in this, like, oh, just give me new cards and I'll figure it out quickly. I also, like, um, well, it depends on how much time I put into it, right? When, when uh, you know, I play nonstop, I also like the established meta because then I know everything, right? I've tested everything, so it's like, okay. You, I, yeah, you can, yeah. you just have the knowledge of, like, I know the shop, it's yeah, this buy. Yeah. I know here it's level yeah, every time. yeah. yeah. I remember before dragons were in. I I think that was like when I was the most comfortable in the game overall. Where I was just like, I actually know what is correct. <laughs> like I, you know, like that's a hard thing to know. That uh, feels so good. That feeling for me is like, oh, beautiful. Some people hate it, right? They're like, oh, you know, I want things to be, you know, and you know, even when you're very comfortable, you're still learning things. This is yeah, small yeah. things you're yeah, working yeah, on, yeah. absolutely. But you just have more and more situations where, like you say, you just know, you're like, yes, seen this. I've seen this enough times. I know I die if I do this, and I know I win the game if I do that. So let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was definitely the time. And it was so fun. And then they changed everything. It was like, yeah, everything's hard now. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it, always, uh, it always depends. But even then, just playing with new stuff can be fun, especially if the things that are new or things you want to play right like oh if you like this hero you like this here minion right you want to play with them and they're fun and they they work then it's always always good to to do this anyways moving on yeah let's go i think we have uh oh yes so this week i have uh started a new uh endeavor i guess we've been having weekday tournaments so that's been uh, pretty fun. It's Monday to Friday. We have like two groups where, uh, you know, eight players. They play four rounds, about two hours, and uh, it's been it's been fun. It really lets me like appreciate the people that do this, you know, all all the time, you know, constantly, Nicolia and all that all that stuff. Really, just like oh yeah, there's a lot of like different issues that arise whenever you have tournaments. But generally, I've been have a lot of fun. Uh, I've been getting to cast, uh, just watch people play get, and cast and just like see their games. So it's been a lot of fun just uh, playing or I guess watching people play and then uh, commentating on, on their gameplay and uh, just seeing the community and how they how they like to play. Sometimes there's like stuff I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't think about that. There was, there was a game, I think it was yesterday, where they had... Um, they had a turn and I was like, okay, so they could just be lazy and they could buy the money and, and, and I, you know, just end on the money, you know? And I was like, and then they ended up like selling their minions, leveling, not buying the money, buying something else. And I was like, that's better. 
like, oh, that's actually a way better play. Another turn where someone was playing Mutinous, right? And they could have just, uh, like, bought minions and, and done, like, they had the, it was like a prize game. They had the good stuff. They could have, like, bought their minions. They ended up uh, using the good stuff, eating something, and then leveling. And I was like, oh, yeah, you could just level here. They had one minion. <laughs> And leveled. Yeah, it was great. That, it, it, that was a six gold turn, right? Yeah, yeah six gold turn. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was that really is, good. Yeah. That's your. I think that's just such a standard mutinous thing to do to tier there. Uh, a lot of people playing mutinous, they're just like, oh, screw it. I'll just the the thing is, they had there was like a spawn, another good minion, right? Like it, it made <laughs> sense as well to just like buy minions and and uh, go from there. So, but they, I have, you know, not the chime in too much on go, that, go for it, the, uh, go for it. all right the um I, i've done that myself and it's really awkward to have a spot on mutinous because first of all it can eat the buff and then you're kind of you know you're not forced to eat the spawn you, you probably want to eat the spawn next turn yeah. and you're continuously making your board smaller <laughs> so spawn is so counterintuitive depends on how you play mutinous yes know. for sure but i i suppose i guess this is what i'm trying to say is that i've played mutinous a lot of the time where I just treated the hero power like a small upside that I will just use whenever I was going to sell the minion anyway. And that almost never works out for me where that is nothing compared to how good the hero power can be when you're all, when you're eating almost every turn. Like even when mechs are out, you can do something where you just tier to five on nine gold just mm -hmm. by continuously eating uh, whereas a lot of other heroes if they want to go to tier five their board is going to be fairly weak but because you can generate a gold by removing a minion uh with that you know you don't have to sell it you can just consolidate the stats you actually get to tier five in an okay shape and then you just you know you're so strong but that only happens if you sort of religiously you know keep eating minions and keep adding to the pile yes I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Basically, different. hero power a lot, even though it's going to feel awkward and you're going to be like, oh, then I just flow the gold. But it's like, yeah, that's the gold you pay for the stats merging service. <laughs> and a lot of the time, the gold is not going to be floated because you're going to be able to reinvest it in another minion or in a tier. But sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll give you a, a good example. Uh -huh. So I had, um, I tiered to four. And um, I would not have had much reason to eat. So I had two minions on the board and it's uh, eight gold. So eight gold is generally when you tier to four. Yeah. And we know that it costs um, seven gold then. Yeah, it costs seven gold. So you have one gold left. Yeah. If you eat the minion, you have two gold left. Yeah. Mm, it's, it's weird, right? So what I did was I rolled and then I just ate my minion so that I only had one big minion. And that means that next turn, I'm guaranteed to transfer it to a shield if I roll into a shield or right. into a cleave if I roll into a cleave. So that is also a powerful thing where if you eat every turn, you can make it so that, oh, I'm on tier four now and I have one giant minion. So I have a 100% success rate if I want to transfer the stats somewhere else. Yeah. I think that's what ended up happening in that particular game as well. They, they put it on a divine shield minion with 100% win rate. Uh, and yeah, it was fun. I wasn't, um, I was impressed, you know, by that particular, uh, uh, game. So, you know, it, it, it definitely works out well if you can do it. Yeah. yeah. I bet it works wonders for your gameplay as well to just like, 
watch like great players and just like looking <laughs> like, huh? Okay, it's like Pepo G, right? It's like okay, do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Collins actually doing when he's casting all these terms. Like Pepo G, all right, yeah, 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 okay. Just taking those mental notes for sure. Uh, but yeah, I've been having um a lot of fun with it, right? The hardest part is setting up the teams, the groups, right? Because you have people leaving and, and whatnot. And uh, but other than that, once the games are going, you know, you have the people playing. It's really fun. It's like it's really fun just just watching people and, and you know commenting. Oh, this they're doing that. Oh, they're doing that. They're doing that. I also think it's um helpful just like if you are um learning itself, right? If you want to watch people play, right? If you're playing your own games and you watch me commentate, I I make sure to make sure to to make you understand why they're doing what they're doing, right? So sometimes you'll watch someone and you'll be like, I don't get it, right? And if there's ever a moment like that, I'm making sure this is why they're doing this, you know? And then there's some moments where it's like, I don't know why they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're burning gold. I don't know. I don't understand why oh. they're throwing away this gold or they're not rolling. Why are they a four instead of a six here? I don't <laughs> but most of the time, you know, it makes sense to me. I can understand their line. So, you know, it's all fun. We've got one um, tomorrow as well. I still have um, spots open because I haven't really looked, you know, like I haven't, I, I'll do that after after the podcast i'll look and see who signed up but I, there, there's always spots and there's always people that can't make it randomly like 10 minutes before it's supposed to start you know so you know you know there's always spots <laughs> so how have you been handling let, let's say a lobby where you only have six or seven people that can go instead I, of eight i've never had a lobby with six or seven people of this oh so you just recruit in the moment and yeah what? yeah i'll sometimes we'll have um I'll have like extra people. It's not all the time or um, like usually the stream will start with the first the first group, right? Like where I'm setting up most of the first group, right? So if someone's leaving, I can still like look through the list of people and be like, oh, can you can you come in? And fortunately, we've been able, able to do it. The second group's a little bit more f risky or flaky, right? But usually if there's people missing, we'll have like someone from the first group will be like, oh, I'll be willing to play again. And that's been saving me, or someone will come in randomly. So, all right, yeah, um, I guess that's cool, right? People, yeah, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's been helping a lot. Without, without the people from the first group being able to be like, oh yeah, we can, I could play another round. I would, we would have like a group of, of, um, of sevens and and six sometimes. You know, seven is kind of okay because if you start with a group of seven, I believe the dead guy is just the weakest, the lowest health player. I think I think that's what ha happens if you it, start. From what I understand, it is a copy of their board in real time, though, right? Yeah. Just like you'd be facing them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I guess lowest health player would make sense. Yeah. yeah so it it ends up still being okay because you can't just like hyper level uh, with the free guy. You still you still take damage if you do that, but it is it is still pretty. Um, it's still weird. You want you want eight people, right? Like you you want the full group. So, um, definitely grateful for all the players that participate and whatnot. And it's been it's been fun. I don't know if this will. This is a pilot, right? So I don't know how it will fully flesh out how how it'll change with time. But 
we just have to see, right? It is tiring, you know. I just, <laughs> this is the most tired I've been in a week. Uh, for all in the, a week for all so. the extra stuff, right? Yeah. The sitting down and casting part is is fun, but it's you know running after people. Yeah, I'm sure everything it, is running smoothly. Imagine you, you know, you have to set up this podcast. You you shared it every day. <laughs> Imagine having to run after a tiny human and make sure it eats and all that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, as well as well as setting up. But like you know, you have all that, and then you add this on top. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. So yeah, it, it is it is uh, it is a lot of extra work, but it's been fun. You know. Any no, any, I mean, any thoughts or sure. things? You said you had some. So. Is there any uh, price support at the moment, or is everyone playing for the glory? Um, so for Monday, um, I had a bundle for the first group. And then this Friday also, the second group has a bundle. And I've been giving subs to the winners so far. I'm, I, I would love to have sponsorship of some time or, or maybe something, right? I didn't want to do that for like the first pilot, right? Because we don't know how th I don't know how things are going to change overall, right? Uh, yeah. But I would definitely love to add some sp uh, monetary sponsorship, even like five dollars or something like that. I, I think would be uh, encouraging, right, for for players. So I, I, I will think, definitely look into that. I think Pokey um, does a lot of crowdfunding as well. Yeah, I mean. So. If I have the crowd to fund, then I would love to do that too, you know? Well, I mean, you can open it up, right? See if people want to. Yeah, sure. I will. Uh... These are the suggestions I love to hear, you know? Give me that kind of stuff and I'll see what I can do with it. But yeah, um, that's, that, that, would be, that would be great. Uh, right now, it's just a bundle. If you want the, um, uh, the pre-patch bundle, you get that alternative bartender skin. I'm just saying, you know, it's a... Uh, the second group on Friday, so it's Friday group two. If you're you're actually interested in that, so I have some people that are specifically like, oh, I want this day, and I'm like, yeah, they want the bundle, right? Like they pick <laughs> Monday, the first sure. day of Monday, the last day of Friday. Like, okay. <laughs> I I understand, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, so yeah. there's 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 some uh, there, but we'll, I'll see how it goes in the future. Anything else? Yeah, we talked a little bit about the potential of sort of a winner tournament later on, but that is, right. I guess, to be determined where, you know, you're going to see, okay, am I liking this? Can I get everyone on board and all that? But, yeah, it, I, I, I initially was thinking about that, like maybe having like a group on Saturday for like all the winners, right? But as I've, as I've done like the first three days, I realized like timing is really important for a lot of the players where they can't do you know, Tuesday, but they can do Thursday. Well, not Thursday, because there's none on Thursday. They can do Friday. They can't do Monday, but they can do, you know, Wednesday, or they can do... Some people can do it all the days, right? But it's not uh, it's not everyone, right? Especially not all the winners. So uh, it would be hard to be like, okay, you, 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 all, all on Saturday, 5 o'clock sharp, you know, <laughs> make sure you're right. You know, it, it's been tough. I think um, if I do more of these and there's um, like a list to pull from, then it, it would probably be easier to be like, okay, so all you guys are invited. You know, we'll see who can make it and then we can have a tournament there. But I didn't want to do that for the first the first week, right? I, 
I wanted to make sure it runs <laughs> before you know before you start adding all these like little twists and turns. So yeah, that's uh, totally fair. Yeah, so totally fair. but right, I, I'm definitely okay, thinking finish. about it. Yeah, it's it's in the works. Well, it's not in the works, but it's it's a reasonably reasonable goal that exists in my head. So you know, it's, it's have to put it into reality, which you know might take some time. You know, so, but yeah, that's that's true. But yeah, having tournaments, uh, there's another one on Friday, and then we'll see how it goes. I, I probably will do um, something similar next week. I don't know if I want to switch up the days or switch up the groups or anything like that, but uh, for now, you know, it's been working. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> oh. Try to make a guest appearance uh, either as a cast or yeah, a player. I would love to. I would love to have you cast or play. I I think you could you could probably play the first group, right? It, it's um, it's from what like the, uh, yeah, eight let's to eight to ten, you know, for for eight your time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure. So you know, you could probably squeeze that in. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I do. I do a bit later anyway after podcast. So. All right, and um, all right. Next topic, I believe we're talking about. Ash Fallen. I don't know if we t we talked about it when it came out, right? I don't think we've we've not really covered him in depth at all. Yeah, Curtis. Uh, I think it's been doing pretty well right now, right? Since now that everyone kind of knows how to play it, it, it it feels like the type of hero you like. I play my trap card. Right, I get two two stats and all my minions. Okay. Oh, I've run out of cards. <laughs> you know but i'm top four <laughs> it's good it doesn't matter you know and but so I, i've seen a lot of people just like you go to like turn six turn seven they they trigger it uh multiple times and then they kind of rely on um either using their their strong board to level then get a get a board state that can scale or they just kind of rely on death rattles or beast max beast death rattles to kind of survive till top four right it's definitely a hero that's gets top four a lot just because you don't die early as long as you're using the ability right i think early on people weren't even using their ability or using it too late where people had the had their it tr had the a board that could deal with the extra stats but now that people are using it relatively early or on time people can't deal with their board when it triggers and then you win those like next two fights so even if you're not as strong as other people later on you still have like that health advantage to not die before other people and you, get, you end up getting terif uh top four anyways i see that happen a lot so um it definitely works when you can and, and even if you don't um you're not using it's hero power efficiently, like you're not going death rattles or things like that. Even just those two, two stats alone, the 2-2 two, two aura, uh, just gives you enough to make a couple good comps. Like, egg becomes okay. It's a 2-7, two, two it becomes a 10-10, ten, ten, right? That's an easy thing to like just put somewhere, and it, it will do some work for you. I, ha I had a couple of people do that, just run egg. <laughs> it's like, okay, well... <laughs> It works, I guess, you know, like it, it's not a winning comp, but it, it did get them where they wanted to be. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it, it's funny. It's it's a hero that does the complete opposite of 
the thing we covered about earlier where kind of high rolling and going hard right. for tier sixes is the meta but i suppose if you do tempo well enough you're you're kind of like cthune-esque status where yeah, yeah probably not first but probably gonna head towards top four you have any particular things you like doing on them in terms of curve or strategies like i know you like the like menace and egg and stuff but is there anything where you're like okay i like to pop the hero power on this turn um i like pirates are in i i know that's not like just just just, just the option yeah. of hitting the the gambler the, yeah the gambler it just makes the curve so easy and it also allows you to be like okay I'll trigger it next turn, this turn, and I'll trigger it the next turn as well, because I uh, I'll just hold the gambler for a turn, and then it makes the curve super easy to trigger. Right, you get a free one. So I always like looking at it when pirates max Beastern because you have um, you know the p like you have the three that are make it easy to trigger. Right, beast with like a rat pack. Right, rat pack does a lot of damage when the rats are. You start a four four, the rats are three threes, you get four three threes. Like that's that is a card. Especially early in the game where you can uh I guess early in the game you're not gonna have that 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 uh the fifth yeah, yeah you're not gonna have, have that trigger. The final yeah, yeah. you know, final door or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. Gateway, um, but in terms of curve, what curves do I like? I I like triggering it as early as possible, honestly, because I, I feel like if you can trigger it, then you have time to, to set up an actual board state, right? So I, I kind of personally like using it to get another comp, you know, like I use the buffs to get a, a comp that works. It, the the comp I like, if I'm not getting like Light Fang or some other like tier six composition is mechs. I, I think, uh, the menace value on deflectors is actually quite a lot, especially when you're putting uh, like divine shield and there are modules of four six, right? So it makes it's a lot easier to get like pretty big mechs on the board if you go mechs there. But uh, that's that's if I like I don't get a direction and and mechs are in. I'm like okay, I have def deflectors, I can do that. But in terms of just um, the timing as early as possible, I'm not really too patient or I don't have like a a clear like oh i will do this turn six you know it's not that clear for me all right no that's fair and that's that's a very collins-esque answer like <laughs> the curve will come when the curve will come. <laughs> yeah that is a collins answer um so yeah i mean in good shady fashion i i do like numbers i do like planning i do like being like yeah you know i like to do it here i like to do it here the um I guess one of the more fun turns is for me do it on turn four, six gold. Um, you know, like if you get gambler or if you've started with double economy units, mm -hmm. so you open with, with a tide hunter. So something I like doing on this guy is let's say there's two tokens in the shop, I'll just freeze and I'll just buy one and then I'll yeah, buy the true. other one. Because you're you're throwing a little bit the the five gold fight, the turn mm -hmm. three fight, mm -hmm. but take a lot, three damage, doesn't matter. And then suddenly you're strong the turn after because suddenly you've bought three things that all have plus two plus two on them so suddenly you're winning and then after that i guess the um the question is do you pop it on tier three or tier four and and i think it's just so shop dependent so you can usually you'll go to tier three on seven gold and then on eight gold you'll have the first option 
of trying to do either step one or step two, depending on if you've uh, had a good economy start or not. And then I think it just depends on, are you seeing Bronze Ward and are you seeing Deflector? Are you seeing um, Whirly, the Elemental? Or is the shop just bad? So I, I think that's just a good philosophy to follow, not on this guy, but just on almost any hero. It's if the shop is bad, you probably want to level. Or, you know, especially in Kurtress, you don't really want to go off on a terrible shop because a lot of the time, yeah, you're getting plus two, plus two stats, but the minion had three, three <laughs> left you less anyway. So congratulations, you still have a worse minion as opposed to you just bought a high main or something. Yeah, uh, there, was, there was one player that was considering popping off and like, buying like the one two murloc you know as like the fourth videos yeah. and, and i'm just like yeah <laughs> like, i was like you could do that <laughs> but <laughs> ended up leveling and i was like all right <laughs> that's right yeah man it, it was fun i know i think they rolled they rolled it away and they had like an extra gold okay or something like that i think they sold a minion which I was way better. I was more happy with than like I'll buy a three four. Like that's my that's my that's my big turn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this hero's pretty good. Um, I would say right, like in in general, just because it's hard to be last, right? There's a lot of heroes that have been doing that a lot, where it's like their stats make it difficult for them to become last just just how the heroes work so you're you're seeing a lot of like what's the term tanky heroes i, I don't know like uh they're not tanky because they're mid-rangey i guess yeah mid-range yeah maybe mid-range heroes like yog has that ability right where yeah. some, it's tough for you to be like robust right you're not gonna just kill him straight it's not a reno that didn't hit right or like if we're yeah. talking about it's not big want to give him <laughs> yeah right if we want to give him armor classes right yeah. they're like reno is a glass cannon right yeah. he hit really hard he get really hard whereas you know something like an edwin is more like a, a tank indeed he's you know he's not gonna kill you but you're also not gonna kill him so I think some, that's, that's a cool I've, way of thinking about heroes. I've seen some killer Edwins, you know, just get a bunch of Yeah, but it's like late, late when, yeah. you know, they have like the huge Hydra or huge double yeah, deployment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That's fair. So, any any final thoughts on this hero now? So I, I think indeed if you just evaluate, okay, is the shop good enough or should we be pushing the level? I think that's one of the best things you can do playing this guy. I have not done as well with him overall i think now just because i've been really really working on this tier six thing and i'm just right. so stuck in that that pattern where obviously if you have to skip a turn right it's not really skipping a turn you're just buying a whole lot of minions you're not tearing i'll put it that way that the turn you're activating uh pretty much any of his hero powers you're not tearing so it's three turns of no tearing and the way how I've been playing so aggressively, it's just, yeah, probably on one of those turns I would have liked it here. Um, but as you mentioned, I, I think it's also just because it's like high, high MMR where I'm just really trying to push. And I don't get that much out of, you know, the the third place, the fourth place. Yeah. But it's it's a good hero. It's absolutely a good hero. And you, um, you know, you're going to struggle really to lose MMR on this guy most of the time. If you respect the rules where you're picking up economy and you're going off on decent shops. Yeah, it's it's very, very similar to Cthulhu. 
I think that's just the way to look at it. It's just another Cthulhu in the pool. Just maybe spikes differently, has a different curve, but... I guess the, the thing you can say here is that this guy might like triples a bit more than Cthulhu because he can roll more for them, first of all. He's not restricted as much yeah. by the hero power. And if you happen to have a pair early, they're going to soak probably not the first buff together, but maybe one of them soaked the first buff. The second one soaked the second buff. And then also, and then they both, you know, soak the second buff and the third buff. So one of them has plus six pluses, the other one has plus four plus four. You merge that together, suddenly you get a whole lot of stats. I mean, Cthulhu so, does that too. <laughs> yeah, but tripling on Cthulhu. So first of all, tripling where the minions have been on the board soaking, right? So a lot of the time you're going to triple like a Selemental where you keep the other one in your hands. Yeah. I think it's it's tough to just have two minions that have been on the board for a long time as Cthulhu to then triple. It can happen, of course, and then you feel really good. Double deflect, though, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or something <laughs> crazy, right? Like, macaws. There's been, like, two macaws on the board and a... Oh, yeah, together. yeah. I see Huge a lot of macaw, macaw selfless for... for yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's that's a super powerful strategy on Cthulhu, side note. Um, but I think it's more feasible on, on Kurtris, where you have a lot more gold to roll. You're not locked into spending two gold on your hero power every turn. Yeah. I was just saying, like, they have kind of the same, like, For sure. play they style. Same vibe yeah, field. yeah. Like, they don't die early, but they don't win a lot. And, you know, you want mechs, you know, sometimes with, with both. When you, if you have mechs, yeah, you take good. both. Yeah, sure. shields are good. Cleaves. Cleaves are better. Well, it's no, like, actually, eh. Cleaves are kind of eh on both. You got like right? a four, six, yeah, four, right? six, and then Cthulhu. Four, like, six, Hydra. Will, oh, it yeah, still doesn't do yeah, and then like same thing with Cthulhu, right? You're like, oh, I hope it hits here. If it doesn't hit here, it's a dead card, right? So they're, they're mm -hmm. actually very similar. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, and <laughs> how you play the hero. So, um, but they're both good, right? Like not dying, not. Not being last often is a really powerful trait for a hero to have. So, yes. so um, definitely, if you don't like the options, don't know what to do, want to get top four relatively easier or easier than the other heroes that are there, uh, Ashfalls, definitely a pick. I don't know how to pronounce Kurtris. Kurtris. Kurtris, yeah. Just going to go to Ashfall. All right, uh, next topic, I believe we have two minions that I wanted to talk about here. We've got Kelly Ghost and Little Rag. So you might be like, why are we talking about these heroes? I, I just felt like they're heroes that are like a little bit weird uh, right now, especially now in this meta where you're, you're, a lot of people are going to six, right? I believe we've talked a, a lot of them before about, ah, they're kind of bait, they kind of suck. And I would actually kind of still agree, but with a caveat now, right? Where if you can get to six and you have the right setup, right? And you, or you can get two of them, right? Really good if you can double up on them. But for sure, I still see a lot of people, especially in the games I've been watching, right? Get a six, it's a Caligus, it's a rag. And then they're like, I've got my comp. And I'm thinking, you're going to die. <laughs> you know, just because. You can't you can't win with one if if you're not playing the heroes that tear up six to six super early, uh, just having a Kelly Ghost and a bunch of like non divine shield demons dragons Nona Dina, right? You're going to die. 
to to anything like you're gonna yeah, die to I, would, I would say the very very simple way of putting this is terrible to triple into great to roll into if you're on six ah, you're yeah, like, that's let true. me ride up but tripling into them you're just like oh i'm gonna die because i've i've seen this as well like people on my stream as well they ask me like not rack question mark when there's like two elementals in the shop i'm just like no because see this is the thing if you're gonna play rag you have to play tier six there are maybe some yeah. small exceptions where you took two triples you hit two rags and your board is already oh, super oh, rag friendly you have a bunch of shields yeah. etc um but you know in any realistic normal scenario that's not going to happen your board isn't going to be super rag friendly it's not going to be all divine shields you're not going to pull two rags at the same time and, and even then you're, you're running the huge risk of whiffing so what do you do you take the boat <laughs> and then you kill the next guy you fight and then you tier to six and then you buy two rags and then you can play elementals so that's been you know i'm, I'm now you know i'm not more of a tier six expert than collins but i'm you know i'm starting to get there right i feel it now i'm in the flow it's like first strong kill opponent then tier then buy good minions right then buy rag then buy kelly goes because uh, the amount of times that you're on tier six and you've snagged the faces and you go like double yeah double kelly yeah that's how it happens right yeah. and then then you take off you're like okay i've got my comp let's go uh, but it's just it's you take so much damage if you triple into a Kali or you triple. No, there are obviously again exceptions like yeah, Hook Dust yeah, yeah. can go very early, and you can have like two whelps on your board, and you pull into a Kali, and you can print battle cries with your hero power. Yeah, Hook Dust can triple into a Kali goes and she'll be fine. Janice can triple into a Kali goes and she'll be fine. So, These are like exceptions. You're, you're just listing the OP leveling heroes. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I just wanna I just wanna make it clear that it's not like I think with Rag no <laughs> so as much as i you know as much as janda's and an hook disc are great even on janda's and hook disc i wouldn't want to triple into a rag you need you double know, like, triples with rag and it has to be right you need to have like three sixes rag, lined up. That's, that's... you gotta have three sixes lined up pretty much <laughs> you're like all right i'm gonna discover three sixes <laughs> then you can think about it like okay i'll take the rag i'll take hope for a genie and a guard or something. no you get rag genie and then that gives you the enough strength to level at the next turn that's what that's what happens and then the genie starts giving you six drops and then you're yeah. then you're okay as well as being but on six drop if, if there is a reasonable tempo option next to the rag you're not going to take that chance well, i mean so, so usually what happens it's like rag zap there's always a zap every time I yeah to so you, and then i just want to be like so reasonable tempo option yeah. for reaper mama yeah, yeah if there's oh. yeah if there's full reaper mama yeah you take those instead right and then you okay. then you yeah so we're just not that covered yeah but if it's hamul zap you'd rag, be like okay yeah. i'll take the rag sure it just feels bad dude i look at him like i'm actually taking this and i'm like yeah i don't know Oh, I, I guess when it. you're when you're hooked us, I've done that because then you hear a power to humble for a five. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess. It's not it's not the greatest, but yeah, I, I, it's it's something I see a lot, especially with the tournament. <laughs> a lot, right? Um, you're, you're taking yeah. these and you just don't have the time. You don't have the setup, right? Especially like it's Caligos with no dragons, man. I see this a lot. It's Ooh, like no, amazing. you can't you can't scale fast enough with just one Cali, no dragons, no bronze warden there right if you have like two bronze wardens and then you're hitting kelly okay i can get i can get behind can that because yeah you you have like half an adina already like that's actually fine 
but it's when you have no dragons you're spending the next turn buying dragons then you're spending the next turn buying battle cries right by the time you you're somewhat good everyone has a huge board like by the time you even you even have a full dragon board with stats everyone has has a comp and you're just gonna get blown hey, out so even even with dragons on the board i had a game earlier today mm. where i know what i did wrong yeah. i bought battle cries <laughs> i shouldn't have yet so the very very specific example so um i set up the caligos triple okay. by freezing the because i i couldn't realistically level and triple and have it be okay so what i did was i froze my triple but i bought two hanks in the shop i was like all right you know like let's see <laughs> you know, it, no but i mean okay, okay so okay, the, yeah. the board was four dragons right i had two hanks and a dragon spawn lieutenant and i pulled cali on turn eight i think okay so Four dragons, turn eight, Caligos, and I'm Hook Tusk, so I can print out. Oh, you're Hook Tusk. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. That changes things. Right? So okay. we can look at them. Okay. And I died two turns later because I ran into. Now, I had some, you know, like we're talking Edwin with a 40 damage taunted arm. I'm telling you, Shady. Edwin's a killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the funny thing. The more I play tier six, the more I hate arm. <laughs> it's like it's too good. I was a monster <laughs> killing all these levelers. <laughs> so the more I level, the more I hate arm. It's so strong. You're just like, I have this huge board and it's gone because I don't have divine shields yet. And they just have about as much attack and they have divine shields. So they're just going to end up killing me. Anyways, I digress. So the um i think the way for me to win that game is there was like a sneeze and a module and it's just like okay i'm playing dragons but i'm gonna just to make live. a module yeah. yeah i'm just gonna make a module sneeze and buy a harbinger yeah. and then you have like the module sneeze as a taunt you have the dragon spawn lieutenant as a taunt oh man you're reminding me i was watching someone they had a they had a similar board where they were mm -hmm. going for scaling but they rolled into like double sneeze I think they had Nomi scaling, right? right. But they yeah, just yeah. got the Nomi, right? Then they rolled into like double sneeds and like a, a mama or something like skipped that. Skipped it for elementals. They, yeah. they skipped the double sneeds and then they rolled into a normal module. And I was just like, you would still oh. be alive if you just took the sneeds, put the yeah. module, and then, then you could scale with Nomi and it would have been fine. But It's more like you have to earn that position to start scaling. But then that that gives this obvious weakness to yeah, yeah well if i have to do all that work why am i not just taking a boat right and then i can level right yeah. so it, it just gives you that yeah I, I do feel like we're in a meta currently where you do get penalized heavily for tripling into scaling sixes um unless it's well i guess eliza is like scaling eliza is not scaling i mean it can, well, yeah it, I mean, it's it's but like, like scam yeah, comp yeah, e right yeah. like so that's why i said quotation mark scaling but she she instantly puts the power on the board yeah. she instantly is relevant so she is she is the exception where she's she's a tempo unit that also has future which is why she is just the best six drop uncontested to triple into in almost every scenario early i will say uh... It's probably you know, true. I just don't want to. Yeah, what it. amount? You know, what what percentage of times are you gonna skip Eliza? Right? You have Agam on your board, and it's a flat tusk, right? And then even if you're low enough HP, you might still want to take the Eliza because you're like, I can always find another flat tusk. But if I'm dead, I'm dead. So yeah. 
it's uh it's it's just such a good unit but yeah so to, to just put the contrast between eliza and these two caligos and rag it's it's night and day and and i think a lot of the time you are going to want to take that tempo unit instead of the Kelly or the rag and unless you know you have a very very good reason for it right you're healthy you have a board of dragons uh, i think that's the the thing that i'm stressing right you're healthy uh, because having a board full of dragons for the kelly and you're not healthy might not be good enough because you know those whelps them being five sixes doesn't matter too much to turn after when your opponent has a full board and you're on five health uh, you might still have needed to take something else in kelly yeah so these are pretty standard minions, right? They've been in the game for a while now, so people are common, but I think due to like the introduction of uh, Gale Wing kind of shifting the meta a little bit, everyone's trying to level to six, get six drops, right? It, it can be weird because you're dying to these minions, right? You're like, you, you know, I, I, you die to double Kelly Ghost Nadina, you die to yeah. Golden Rag, Gar, you know, a GD setup, and you're like, oh, okay, we can play these, and then you play yourself and you die, and you're like, what, what am I doing wrong, right? It's because they're leveling to six and then picking it up, or they have, they're getting double copy, like they're they're picking it when it makes sense, right? Where sometimes you you have the opportunity to take it, but it doesn't make sense because you don't have the right setup, you don't have the right dragons, you don't have the right elementals, you're not on six, you don't have an Adina, da da da. You know, it, it, if you take it, you you don't scale as fast as they do, and you die. So it's just something I wanted to mention because we needed minions, and this is what popped into my head today. So yeah, the um like one of my new favorite builds to play on tiers. Well, not new builds, right? But for me, is is elementals. Like the 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 percentage of games that I play elementals now is so much higher. It's hilarious, right? Because. Like you remember, you're like shitting on elementals. Like, oh, it's okay. You know, you could do it. Yeah, but I'm never on tier six. So if you're not on tier six, <laughs> yeah, they are garbage. <laughs> right? They're but so awful. So, now you understand, Sherry. That's what I was saying. Yeah, but so sometimes, you know, I'm gonna. Sometimes I triple into a gar. Right? Let's say if I have a harbinger on the board, I'm just like, hey, that's an eight-eight with taunt. Okay, okay, and now I can go to six and. You know, now, now I can play. Yeah, I can make like a golden guard, like two guards super, super early. Now I'm getting lost. A golden guard is the direction. I, you have a harbinger. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're using the harbinger to level, of course. I, I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. But before, and this is also credit due to the buff, right? Before, mm, you right, you like, wouldn't touch it. Eight yeah. and one, I don't think so. But an eight, eight, if you have a harbinger on the board, it's like. Yeah, sure. Why not? That's an eight-eight with taunt. That's gonna give another plus four, plus four. That's twelve-twelve effective stats. That's 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 a big boy. So, you know, like to put that in comparison, a Cali is a four-twelve when you put it down, right? So Gar effectively a twelve-twelve if you have a Harbinger on the board. That's that's a lot of combat utility. Mm -hmm. Very very true. I think we've been being around the bush for yeah. We can move on. yeah now we can. Uh... Talk about actually talk about going right. It's been another week. We hadn't played going before. Some of us have played going now. <laughs> At least I've watched a lot of going personally. Anyway, so it's not that. That's true. I guess if you run a tournament and going is offered, going will be. Picked. I see going every game basically. Yeah, yeah. you have a lot of it. Yeah, okay, so uh, you want to go first there? Yes, I I think this hero is pretty busted, honestly. Um, 
at, at least the way it's designed, the fact you can use the flight paths multiple times, the fact that uh, you can use the same one, like even from a theoretical standpoint, we talked about, right? You're in Iron Forge and you're going to Iron Forge again, right? The fact that you get early six and then you just get, you just on the house every three turns, right? It, it, it's pretty powerful. The, I see a lot of people doing either the two curves, right? Either they get a, they go for five and then three, three spam, essentially. It's five, three spam or three, five, and then three spam, right? Depending on, on how they want to do it. If they're, if they're doing, if they go for the three turn one, they usually level and get a three drop as well. And then they'll go for five and get an early six. And then they'll use, they'll just be on six, right? So, so essentially this hero gets to six somehow, right? If it's prize, it's, it's easier to, right? But you get to six somehow, and then you just, every, every three turns, add a six drop, discover. It's not a random six drop even. You just discover a six drop. Like every I, I will say on average, you get, I don't know, one point something going your games at that point, which is still really good. Sure. But most games don't go long enough for you right. to use it more than twice at most. Right? The, yeah, but the annoying, cool. the annoying thing that I've seen is... You're top two, you're fighting this guy, and then the next turn they have a free Amalgadon. So often, it's yeah. just like, oh yeah, I, you know, you're just playing normal, and then bam, they have a golden, they have another Amalgadon. You know, and then you're just like, how do you deal with that? Like they just get adding. Like I've seen games where they have five Amalgadons, and I'm just like, yeah, they must have picked Amalgadon multiple times. Like, oh yeah, it must be nice, you know, just getting free Amalgadons every three turns. Oh, it was like, or they are they playing dragons? They had the, they got the Nadina. Like, it's so much more consistent to be running those type of compositions when you know, oh, three turns later, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna gonna discover it into maybe another Caligos, maybe into the Nadina. That, that that fixing a lot of the like the problems that some people have later on when you can't find those um, those right pieces. So it is annoying, yeah. like. You're like you're likely to only get like one or one point five hits, but if you do get to the late game, right, then and you're fighting someone else who's strong, then you're adding on top oh the free discover as well that you know to to fix the problems that you may be having with your board. So it, yeah. it's not as um useless right as 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 it, it seems to. So I and, and that's to to give you to answer your question or to reinforce your statement like. I don't pick Westfall, even if I think the game isn't going to last for three more turns. You just take Iron Forge and it's like, okay, I'll just see yeah. if somehow the game is still going on. I'll get an extra six. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So I, I don't know. It, it seems busted in some way. Like it should get adjusted in, in some way. I think it, it yeah. has one of the best uh, win rates in terms of like getting I, first place. A nerf that I think both of us have like suggested that mm -hmm. seems fair is like make every flight path only be usable one time yeah where you know like then you might have to think about oh do i want to start with iron forge huh maybe i'll have to make a curve with epl first word right the leveling one because uh, it seems like a very very standard curve is iron forge first you power to three you get a free three drop you get to buy two minions then you activate epl on uh turn eight what is it? yeah so on turn eight you get a free tier six that's pretty insane yeah so it's uh you get a lot of um you get a lot of value 
and very, very little risk. And if we would make Ironforge only usable one time, suddenly you could still do that exact same curve, but you don't get a free six or up three turns later. Ah, uh, I don't know why that annoys me. Like, you know, it's so, it's so effective to just get free six jumps. Like that's, that's the power I want. <laughs> Yeah, just oh yeah, just freeze. <laughs> it's pretty good. So on the house is this okay card, and you know, it's just it. Yeah, so I don't know. That. I I think it's it's a very powerful hero. One of the more popular heroes. I I pretty much see it almost every game whenever it's offered. So, um, you know, sometimes popularity does showcase how good a hero is, right? Like you're not going to want to pick bad heroes and. This one is, you know, one that's fun to play. I will admit it is a fun hero to play, but it is very strong as well, right? It, you know, so there's there's not like a balance where you're like, oh, do I want to play the funny hero or do I want to play the strong hero? You know, it's like, ah, oh, I play the fun and strong hero. <laughs> so currently, Galewing has, you know, it's only, you know, if, if we look at HS replay and mm -hmm. we look at the win rates and we filter on, the top 1%. Because if, let's say, we filter on the top 50%, Galewin comes in second. And I think that is because a very large portion of the player base takes EPL first, which is a leveling fly path, because that makes sense. First level, then discover minions. Discover highly minions. I don't see what the problem is. So the logic here makes sense, but when you put it into practice, you take a whole lot of damage. So, you know, you don't have a hero power for five turns, which is very different than not having a hero power for three you, turns. You know, it's in, when you do top one, right? The safe heroes jump up, right? Like uh, Ash Fallen is number three, <laughs> right? That's really interesting, right? Mutinous, right? A fairly safe hero doesn't get eighth as well. Hook Tusk and Jandis ignored. Those are like just busted. Like they're picking them because there's there's tokens in, right? Like so they're gonna get they're they're gonna pop off, right? And yeah. they have George, right, as well. Can I wouldn't say George is a safe hero. I don't I don't understand. It's just like maybe George a top two safe, hero. Safe ish. I would say George. Yeah, it's not as safe as like Cthulhu Ashfall in my opinion. It it wins more games though. That's that that is maybe the difference between George and like Cthulhu and Ashfallen, right? You can actually win with with George. Well, I, I mean, you can win with all of them, but it's easier yeah, to win with George. It's more likely, you know, if you there's 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 more than two ways, but there's two big ways to play George. There's George where I hit a triple and I'm doing stuff with like Lightfang or I get like a Four Reaper and Eliza, and that's. That's my oh way. man, that's my yeah, way. yeah. That's, I've been doing that more now as well. I've been doing that more now as well. And then you're cheating because you're playing high tier and everything has shield. Yeah. It feels like <laughs> right. You get like macaw with divine shield. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's oh, so, it's so nice. good. Yeah. It's just shouldn't happen. It's so busted. <laughs> uh, the reason why you don't see that a lot is that George's hero power doesn't really help with power leveling. Yeah and it, it really incentivizes playing arm comp on tier four yeah, that's the other and, way yeah and getting some getting some poison murlocs in and that is also pretty consistent yeah so the george games where you don't do well is where you, you didn't get your triple. arm or well, you didn't get a triple and you didn't see arm and yeah. then you're like ah what do i do yeah. so yeah those george games feel awful yeah, uh, anyways like back to the point for gale wing the um the the reason i think why the stats are uh lower 
on higher tier is because I think still a lot of people take EPL first, even in the top 1%, and they get punished harder for it because people just spike harder sure. on higher yeah. on higher ELO. And I think as, you know, I, I'm not saying that EPL first is always bad, by the way. I've, uh, I've seen very high-level players go for EPL first and do well with it, but it does pack more risk. And personally, I am on, a, like, I think a five win streak with Gale Wing where five number ones in a row and all of them were just very safe almost never any danger of not getting top one sounds like or, a fair hero yeah right when you can say like oh it's good like a five win streak so we'll see how long it continues but uh you just take iron forge on tier one on turn one and then you get a free three drop so it's it's like you're playing silas if you're playing si so to give you a comparison if you're playing silas the way how you get what gale wing does is you buy a ticket on turn one, you level on turn two, you level on turn three by selling your ticket minion, and then on turn four, you hope that Bob is kind enough to provide you with uh, two tickets. If not, you don't get to discover your three drop. And then you don't then get those... to choose. And yeah, the tickets the tickets need to be on playable-ish minions. Yeah. Now, for comparison, what Galewing will do is you get to discover a three drop no matter what. You no ticket bullshit, right? You should, and and you get to buy the two minions of your choosing. You are not stuck with buying the specific ticket minion. So that's Silas on steroids for the first three four turns, and then afterwards you just get oh I'll just get a free tier from five to six later on. All I got to do now, like pretty much when you're playing Gilding, after you have that initial discovery on three, all you got to do, don't take too much damage. Tier six is free. You just gotta chill. You just gotta. You know, like buy good units or maybe triple already. And and then you have the choice usually when you're playing Gailwing is do I want to shop on four or do I want to shop on five? So usually what I'll do is I'll tier to four on eight gold, which is very normal. Your power level curve, you can tier and buy a minion. Oh, what's up? Oh, you're like kind of, there was a little bit of robots, but just go, just go. Oh, okay, no, no, just making sure. So there is this uh, power level curve where you tier to four gold. Uh, sorry, you tier to tier four on eight gold, where it costs five to tier and you buy one minion. And then on nine gold, I think comes the first real decision with Galewing, where you say either I tier and next turn I buy minions, because the turn after that you go to six for free because of your hero power, or you buy first and then you go to five the turn after and then you get to your tier six for free. And usually for me, that's going to be shop dependent, where what you can do is on nine gold, the tier cost eight. So you roll one time or you have a really good shop to begin with. If both shops suck, I will generally speaking just tier. And then I just get to buy five drops. And then one of the best things you can do is when pillboards are in, you can already hunt for your Agam because you know you're going to go to tier six and you can then find your flat task. Or you're just like, hey, that's a Mithrax. Oh, hey, cool. I'll just take a Sneeds. You know, you just take these tempo units to make sure that you don't take too much damage or even winning the fight. And then, yeah, then you get to start playing the game on tier six. And we just explained that if you're rolling on tier six, it's a very good thing. You can face us a Rag, you can face us a Cali, you can find two Kellys. You can roll into Eliza, you can roll into Flat Tusk. Like tier six is just, if you can <laughs> safely get the tier six, it's, it's not fair compared to other people because even other high rollers are a turn behind you. Because you literally get it for free. Right? It's just literally free. You just, here, half tier six. So even a hook disc or a Jandas that are, you know, like I'm not saying you always beat high rolling hook discs or Jandas, but you're a turn ahead of them. 
you have one turn advantage on tier six, unless they have some like insane, you know, like hook disk swabbing into swabbing into swabbing into swabbing, you know, like they're not going to be faster than you. Those are fun though. Those are also not fair, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, I, well, I think this, this hero needs a nerf. Broken. Yes. Broken needs a nerf. Shouldn't be so free to just get free sixes. It's really the free sixes that annoy me, I guess, at the most. Not the, not even the free leveling to six. It doesn't bother me as much as like, oh, I just get a free Magadon every three turns. Oh, I get a free Caligos. Oh, I get an Adina, fix my dragon curve. Oh, I get another elemental to because <laughs> I already have a golden little rag and a gar, but I'll take another one for free. Yeah, sure, that's plus 12, plus 12 for for no reason every three turns you know set up my board you know i don't know that's that's kind of what the but uh it, it just adds like, to it right yeah. it just adds to the list of like sometimes you just you know you look at a card and you say i like this card but why is it this strong right like for instance arm of the empire you're like why is this a four or five this makes no sense right sometimes you just look at cards like it makes no sense and it's the same thing when you look at this hero you're like this makes no sense. Like, I like the concept. It could be a cool concept, yeah. but it's just, you're making it so strong that it just like, ew, you know. This, this always Shit. makes me feel yeah. bad for some of like the older heroes that don't get any love like this. Don't get to choose between three different hero powers. You know, there is like, I do plus one, plus one for all my mechs. That's it. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah, you get to play Millie <laughs> or Pyramid, my God. Yeah. Like, your axes yeah it's like yeah i have to pay for them for the <laughs> for the uh, the the mech buff i have to spend the gold to do that yeah you know, like uh, i don't know it's it's rough so you know you're playing those heroes and then the other guy is like Woo, going. you know the, the squid red meat right you're playing yeah. <laughs> you're playing Jiraxis. <laughs> the, the other guys are like going hug testing just <laughs> yeah, they're just running around <laughs> That's how it feels, you know, and it's like, I want a little bit of love, you know, why do I have to have my, my hero power, no, no flexibility for, you know, half a year, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, we think the hero is strong, I think. Um... Yeah, if you have been on the fence, please pick it. It's, no, don't it is... pick it. No, we don't want to fight more going. Just <laughs> more. Well, yeah. currently, if you look at its pick rate, it's, it's at like 90%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eighty-nine point one percent. So that is the highest pick rate if we filter on the top one percent, and if we filter, let's say like top fifty percent, we are still at number one with eighty-four. So the new hero is immediately. You know, so everyone is like comfortable enough already for Galewing to be their slam dunk pick. Well, not everyone, but the vast majority of people. And and with new heroes like this, it only gets more refined with time. Right, like the win rate's gonna yeah. go up. The win rate's gonna go up. When yeah. people stop killing themselves with EPL on one without knowing what they're doing, the win rate is gonna go up drastically. And it's it's already like, you know, top five minimum, right? So it's a little scary. That is that is true. It's a little little, little scary. Don't pick the hero, you know. <laughs> if I'm in the game, but you won't know I'm in the game before it shows up. So that's kind of a moot point. I guess well, yeah. Collins could be in any of your games. So there <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um last thing I think you want to talk about is the tier one curve, right? 
I think it's, it's been very popular. Uh, it's all the rage. It's what all the cool kids are playing now. Yeah. Not all the I, cool I, kids. You know. I don't do it well, that much. You know. a, a good chunk of the cool kids. <laughs> uh, so what is it? When do you want to do it? Oh, what's the it. benefit? All right. So essentially, <clears throat> it starts with your first shop where you find, let's say, two micromummies. You're like, oh, that's kind of good. And you might have this before and you're just like, uh, how do I make this work? I kind of want both of them, but I don't have the extra money and it's going to be awkward. So you just buy the micro mummy. The turn after that, you buy another micro mummy and you stay on tier one until seven gold. Yeah. This is the standard version. There's obviously some deviations, but if everything goes according to plan, on seven gold, you tier for one gold and then you sell one unit and you get to tier again. Now, in a normal curve, we tier to three on seven gold as well. So at this point, you rejoin the, the people that are following the standard curve and nothing has happened in terms of your leveling. You are back on track. You're not behind or anything like that. So it is a curve that does catch up. Now, the benefit of it is that you have a high chance of tripling because the minion pool on tier one is very small. You have a very high chance of having a triple ready. Uh, some heroes like this curve more than others. Like, for instance, Bran loves this curve. When Alley Cat and Murloc Tidehunter are in, all you need to do is roll a pair of each of them and buy other battle cry minions, and the Bran will triple the tokens. So with Bran, especially when both tokens are in, I would I, I would never even consider not playing this curve. It's been so good. I've done it you... a couple of times not playing uh, the curve, but I do think this is probably... Well, you you really like, I love playing Janus. Yeah. I love playing Janus, and it feels like you're Janus because yeah. what you do what you do afterwards. So we catch up by going to tier three on seven gold. Then on eight gold, you just tier again so that you're on tier four, and then you play your golden tokens, and then you're like, ooh, five drop, ooh, five drop. But the difference is you already have a brand. So if you have some Murlocs, you can play Begurgle. If you get, I don't know, like Agam. And you can create a bunch of gems by doing the, the the tier one piggy that creates gems with a battle cry. Hey, you have a brand. You can feed the Agam with that. So yeah, it's it's been very good. I, I think it's something that you don't want to force. I don't even really like, okay, playing tier one curve this game. It's really like, okay, what is my what was my first chop? And then you're not committed yet. Let's say the rest of the minions are bad. You can just let it go. And then when turn two rolls around, if it's three units you don't want to buy, tier. I just well, play you, can, you can roll, you know, you can roll. Yeah. You can roll, you yeah. can roll. And depending on the hero you're playing, rolling is probably correct. So another hero that I really like playing is um, Jandis, of course, right? But <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, right. Meta slave, right? Now, Jandis is just fun as well. I mean, she's amazing, don't get me wrong, but she's also fun to play. And and I think the tier one curve has improved my win rate with Jandis by so much. Because now, even with one token in, I have an excuse to roll on tier one. So before... You were trying to find the excuse before. <laughs> yeah, so, so what, what happened before, you know, for, for anyone who's, who's like... So, so Jandis is amazing if you start with a token because you can generate a golden token eventually and pull a bunch of triples, right? The standard Jandis curve pulls two five drops on uh, turn eight where you have... Not turn eight? No, on eight gold. Eight gold, so turn six, you get to um, you get to five drops. Now, 
the tricky thing is with Janus is, oh, what happens when I don't open with a token? Before, people were just rolling on tier one until they found the token and then tried to just repair their curve however they could. Now that this curve is more popular, you're just like, oh, I'll just play the tier one curve. And suddenly you know when to tier, you know when it's going to make sense. You're not going to waste any gold. And you just have a high chance of finding, first of all, the token, but also, second of all, two micromummies on the board, two elementals or whatnot. So it's not uncommon to get your token triple. Sometimes your second triple will be a little bit delayed because you didn't get your token straight away. You had to roll for it. But then the other triple makes up for it. So you're still pulling two five drops. And then that first five drop, say, from the golden elemental or from the cat you're playing could contain a brand. And then, oh, you're back on track. You can buy the cat from the shop, play it, get another triple. So now you're getting three five drops instead of two five drops. So yeah, I've, I've, I think this curve is very powerful on Bran, on Jandis. And then in general, if you just have, oh, I think Reno as well. I've been doing, I've had my last two Reno games were two wins and I also tier one curved and I just used it to get a triple guaranteed. Well, guaranteed to drastically to drastically increase the chance of finding a triple. That yeah. was, that's what I would say. I want to um, put that I should have swapped the Acolyte with a Micro Mummy. I know that's in the, in the image. <laughs> yeah. So Alley Cat, <sighs> Murloc Tidehunter, uh, Micro Mummy, and Celemental. Those are really, you know, because you might say, Shady, what are the good minions, right? Those, those four minions are king. Micro Mummy, because it is just so strong. It's it just, it, it's amazing. The, the unit should really not be a one drop. That's <laughs> Oh, really man. It's, you you think you're, you you wanted to get the cell uh, the selfless treatment? Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it right now because I love playing tier one yeah. and I I think Micro is a great card. But there are so many times when let's say you're playing a Rafan and you're like, oh, I should I be okay, and you get absolutely moment. destroyed because he has just like four or five damage minions. Oh, the whole time because he just gets free buffs, free buffs, free buffs, free buffs. So. Whenever you're doing a tier one curve, Micro Mummy is the one that is just really good at keeping you healthy because you just randomly get a bunch of attack on your units. That's pretty good. And then economy. I guess Swabby is another decent one. Swabby is the one that we didn't uh, right. talk about, but you have all your economy units, your Selemental, your Tabby Cat, your, um, your Murloc Tidehunter, and then your Swabby. Mm -hmm. Because you do need to pay to tier. It's not tier tier, it's tier Salaminion tier. So that means if you have played a Swabby at any time, it'll be tier tier, it'll be mm -hmm. free. Yeah. But if you have a Salamental to sell, you can tier sell Sally tier. So if you get no economy starters and you know, like no mummies or what, don't don't force it unless, of course, you are playing something like Jandis, who will gladly just pay extra to just try to find the token because Jandis with or without a token, it's two different heroes. Yeah. Very, very true, you know, so I don't have a lot to add to this. This is like Shady's. This is Shady want to talk about this, you know, I, I didn't care, <laughs> but I think it yeah, makes I've, sense. I've, this is something I have learned. I definitely did not come up with this. This is, this is just, uh, I, I think, and this might be uh, wrong, but from what I've heard, uh, Zorgo was the first, uh, I'm not sure. Let me see if we can uh, plug I have this no page. idea. So I'm just going to assume that's correct. You know, congratulations. Yeah, we can always, add, we can always ask. Um, 
the but his Twitch channel is Zorgo underscore HS. So if you want to go ask there, like, are you the guy that made the tier one curve? Uh, or at least popularized it, uh, we don't know. Um, but that's what I've heard. And from other people that are just good at the game, I, I just see them do it. And it's just like, oh, wow, this is a whole new way to play the game. I feel like I was even a little late on this train. So uh, I just, you know, especially for Reno or something, I'm just, yeah, I was just thinking about it. Like, that makes so much sense. All these games that I'm just rolling and praying for a triple just stay on tier one, get the triple, and then catch up and be like, oh, cool. I get a five drop almost guaranteed. That That's just so good for your Reno gameplay. Very true. Very, very true. But yes, if you guys don't know about it, now you know. And if you guys want to try new games, I think there's a lot of heroes, especially heroes relied on triples, heroes that want early, you know, early pairs, things like that. And don't care about leveling to two. A lot of heroes care more about the a tripling and getting a five or early six more than oh getting a spawn or something like that. Like Lich King maybe wants to spawn, you know, that kind of thing. But a lot of heroes don't really care. They want the triple. So if you feel that you're missing something, your games, you want a triple more consistent and you don't mind staying on one, this is definitely a curve for you. I, that's my uh, that's my advertisement. Not that I'm really encouraging this behavior, though it, it is pretty strong if you can do it. So um, I it's think... just another tool to put in your toolbox. And at the end of the day, that's what you want when you're playing BGs. You want to have tons of tools so that you encounter a situation like, aha, I know which tool to use here. The problem is like when you have too many tools and you're like looking through your box and you have like a hundred tools and you're like, what am I supposed to be using today? Well, you you know? can always use the Gale Wing, like all solutions in one tool thing, right? You just like, it's Pick a hammer, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it's everything in the same time. Just slap some Gale Wing on that bad boy and it'll be good to go. That makes a lot of sense, but I think that is our final topic for today. Yes. So I want to say thank you guys. Yeah, I did it. I, I, I'm a bit tired. You know, this tournament is draining a lot of you. I was like still asleep most of the day. I was like, oh my God, I have to do this setup this today. But thank you guys for participating. Thank you, Shady, for being the co-host and uh, joining me today. Happy to be guys. Appreciate feedback, comments, improvements, all that stuff. You can send us whatever you want at hsbgpodcast.com. If you want, you can reach me, educate underscore Collins. You reach Shady Bunny as Shady Bunny. Same thing for Twitter. We've got the, I've got the Friday tournament tomorrow. Exclamation mark, sign up if you're in the chat. Uh, but uh, if you want to play some BG, some competitive BGs, have some good casting, you know, feel free. And uh, that will be it for this podcast. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Any, any final thoughts, Shady? Just happy to be here, Collins. And sure. I will absolutely drop by on one of your uh, tournament occasions. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for everything. We'll see you later.